the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Be it props, parlays, in-game wagering, MyBookie.ag has it all. And if you use the sign-up code SGP50, you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus. With MyBookie, you play, you win and you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon, but why not shop at Amazon and support us here at the Sports Gambling Podcast for bringing you these shows for free. All you have to do to support us is log on to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Amazon, bookmark that link, and use it every time you shop at Amazon to support the podcast today. Let it ride. Of the title. I mean, you know what it takes to do it. And it's 
10 years since it last happened. And we're very proud of the level of competition at the top of our Premier League. It's a mentality. The idea that you wake up the day after you've won it and say, I'm going to go again exactly the same as before. And he's now got that at Manchester City, Pep Guardiola, who instilled that belief that one title isn't enough. Well, Brighton, the last barrier to be hurdled. They've cleared it, and it will be a while before they come back down to earth. Down on the pitch is David Jones. Well, this isn't David Jones. This is Billy, the host of the EPL show here on the Sport Gambling Podcast Network. We'll be having a quick review of the season where, thankfully, Manchester City have been crowned as the Premier League champions. It was our plus 200 pick here on the podcast. It was done in play, oh, sorry, well, in the season, while Manchester City were trailing Liverpool by seven points. And we made that pick just before the highly significant Manchester City versus Liverpool game. From that point, after Manchester City were able to beat Liverpool, Liverpool then went on to drop a significant amount of points before both teams went on an incredible run towards the end of the season. The key games for Liverpool being away to Manchester United and away to Everton, they turned out to be the pivotal points of the season. And of course, as I mentioned, the Manchester City versus Liverpool game where we tipped Manchester City at that point to still win the league and to win that particular game. And we were rewarded on the final day of the season for doubling down on Manchester City and going against Liverpool, who are now the four-time runners-up in the Premier League and still haven't won a single Premier League. There have now been six Premier League champions. Well, there's still only six Premier League champions Manchester United being first. Then we had Blackburn Rovers. Then we had Arsenal. Then we had Chelsea. And we had Manchester City. And of course, a few years ago, we had Leicester. Since then, there have been no new Premier League champions as it's been shared out between City and Chelsea. Um, I'm very happy, obviously, about the outcome, not only because we bet on it, because I expressed my dislike for Liverpool throughout the season. It'll be interesting now to see where everything goes next year because I feel like it's difficult to really diagnose what Liverpool need to do in order to do any better than, than getting 97 points. I would think that their main focus this season in the, in the transfer window, window could be to sign an out-and-out striker. But even then, it's difficult to really make that diagnosis because this is a team that could, in three weeks' time, be the champions of Europe. They could be the Champions League winners, which would make them next season's defending champions um, of the Champions League, which means they would go on and play the World Club Cup, the World Cup, the World Club Cup and, and all sorts. And it would be a massive achievement and it would be difficult to turn around and say, Liverpool need this and, and Liverpool need that when um, when they are, of course, the um, the world champions. Uh, as far as Manchester City go, uh, again, the same situation. What do they need to do in order to fully challenge on four fronts? And I feel they did challenge on four fronts. They were a VR, VAR goal away from being in a Champions League semi-final. Uh, I'm certain that they would have they would have beaten Ajax if, if, if Tottenham had managed to do so. I'm confident as City would have done. And uh, they'd be in a Champions League final against Liverpool, a team that they haven't lost to this season and I feel there would have been a strong chance for the quadruple as much as I've supported Man City in the league this season I am happy that we didn't see 
that quadruple happen because it would have eclipsed the the treble of Manchester United from 1999 where Manchester Manchester United won the the FA Cup and the Premier League and the Champions League although Man City can complete the treble this weekend it's only the domestic treble because they have not won the Champions League uh, we are looking at two English finals in Europe and it's weird because neither one of those teams are the um are the Premier League champions. That distinction goes to Manchester City. The four teams below Manchester City will all be competing in European Cup finals. And then that top six is bookended by Manchester United, who have no European Cup final to look forward to, no FA Cup final to look forward to, have suffered a miserable season and are a team in absolute turmoil. I don't know where they turn from here. As a Manchester United fan, um, it's difficult for me to even look at one player that I want to keep for next season there's not one player that I would want on the back of my shirt the new Manchester United shirt uh, became available today and usually it's something that I purchase immediately for myself and my son and and we go for a couple of name and numbers on the back and, and there honestly isn't a single player that I'm in, in love with or enamoured with in this team or that I'd be upset to sell I have absolutely no faith in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doing a, a successful job there he looks like a beaten man already especially coming off the back of failing to beat Huddersfield on Cardiff in your last two games and even though it wouldn't necessarily have got you into the top four it would have given you some confidence uh, in yourself going into next season and and it would have given the board confidence that they're going to give this man money to spend I honestly don't think that Ola Solskjaer is the way forward and I would be reluctant to give him that money to spend but if he's staying you have to give him the money to spend because we need new players um, the best thing to do would be to obviously implement a, a, a top top manager which is what we need and give him the money to spend correctly rather than making new signings under a temporary manager because that's been the Manchester United way season in and season out for the last few years they they go for the uh, Moyes model and and then they then they go for the Van Gaal model and back him and then Mourinho comes in and he doesn't want Van Gaal's players and then Solskjaer now has to deal with Mourinho's players and and Van Gaal's players who are still there and now he wants to bring in his own players and then and when Solskjaer inevitably fails then there's going to be a whole bunch of players that the next manager doesn't want so it's a complete waste of money and time and I don't have any faith in Manchester United to get this problem fixed and, and get themselves into this top four next season and it's just a shame as a United fan that I'm even talking about that in terms of going, can we get back into the top four? Can we get back in the top four? The conversation as a United fan should always be about winning the league, but that's almost an impossibility at this junction. There's, there is no way Manchester United can be the champions next season. And um, I think the odds for next season's title race already reflect that. Uh, if we were to look ahead at those, which we will do um, and it's quite clear that the bookies do not fancy Manchester United at all. In fact, off the basis of what this top two have done, it really is primarily between Manchester City and Liverpool. Manchester City, the four to six favourites, minus 150. Liverpool, three to one. And then there's a monumental gap before we get down to Tottenham at 12 to one. And Manchester United and Chelsea, the joint 16 to one favourites for the title next year. And Arsenal out at 25. 16 to one. I cannot remember a time in my lifetime where I saw Manchester United at 16 to one. Yeah, maybe it was it was that price in the years where I was walking around as a toddler and not following the betting odds. I believe I've been following um, the betting odds since around about the year 2000 or so. And I would never, ever have gotten Manchester United as a, as a 16 to one 
a candidate to win the league. It really is uh, a, a true testament as to where Manchester United are. And personally, I would be backing City at that price still. Uh, I like City at four to six. I don't see what's going to be different. I, I, I feel that Liverpool aren't going to mount a strongest a, a strong a strongest challenge as they did this season um, Mo Salah didn't look didn't look great for large parts of this season they were lucky that Mane stepped up I think they still struggle with a striker I don't think Roberto Firmino is the man that's going to win you the league. I do think they need to go out and get a striker. Um, they possibly need a permanent partner for, for Van Dijk because even though they had the best defensive record in the season, you do feel like they may have been even better had they, and or they can improve if they get somebody more consistent than, than Matip or, or Lovren to play. And of course, uh, the midfield doesn't necessarily fill me with, with confidence yes Wijnaldum is, is a great player and uh, Navi Keita has a lot of potential which he hasn't really reached this season and uh, other than that you then have, uh, have Jordan Henderson who's despite the fact that he had a decent end to the season he's not a player that I rate that highly um, and again there's there's um, the Shakiri, but but Jurgen Klopp himself has struggled to use Shakiri this season, and then of course there's there's James Milner, and do do you keep a player like James Milner at his age and his and at this stage of his career, is he going to provide much more to to Liverpool Football Club? Is he a player that that can still play in a Premier League winning team? It'll be interesting to see uh, how they accommodate uh, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, who will be fit next season. Where Liverpool are strong, I believe, is the two fullbacks. I wasn't. I don't think there's any debate that if people were picking their Premier League eleven this season, that you would go with the two Liverpool fullbacks solely on the basis of the number of assists they were responsible for this season, and of course the defensive record, and of course Allison. In goal. Um, I won't touch too much on the Manchester City team. I think we know the key players. I think we know who's been key for them this season. Defensively, they've been solid. The one stalemate in that defence is Laporte. Uh, Carl Walker, um, through process of elimination, is probably still the best right back in the world, although there isn't many great right backs worldwide. I believe they have a left back problem. I don't think Mendy's the solution there. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Allison. Uh, Fernandinho is a great holding player, and we saw the difference in the City team when he didn't play, but there could be time to replace him or at least find some cover for him, bearing in mind that he's coming up to the age of 33. I think City will certainly benefit from having a fully fit Kevin De Bruyne for most of next season. Um, I think David Silva's going to play less game, but I expect to see more Bernardo Silva. And of course, um, they have they have the um, the the privilege or, or the luxury of being able to rotate between Sane and Mares whilst permanently putting Raheem Sterling in the team. And of course, Jesus can come in to cover uh, Sergio Aguero, who I believe is truly underrated. I think you you don't ever hear. Aguero in the conversation when people are talking about top Premier League strikers like Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer and Ian Wright and Dennis Bergkamp and Eric Cantona and even Wayne Rooney and uh, for some reason Aguero despite the fact that he's won four Premier Leagues doesn't really come into the conversation as, as, as much as he, as he should do um, certainly doesn't come into the conversation as much as you should do, especially bearing the fact that um, he's once scored a, a winner that single-handedly won the Premier League. But that aside, um, the guy is just very, very, very consistent. And I believe that consistency will be the key at the weekend as well when Manchester City play the FA Cup final. Vincent Company ended up speaking about that and did clearly say that... Um, 
people will be looking at this game and wondering if Man City are, dist are distracted or have come kind of hangover. But in fact, it's the opposite. And him and his player, him and the other players cannot wait to get back to training on Wednesday. Of course, company can't speak on behalf of all the players and was probably, um, you can only take from that what his own mentality is. But I, I don't doubt it. I, I don't doubt it at all with the, with this City team, um, with the disappointment of going out of, of the Champions League. Of course, they're going to be wanting to seriously target um, this FA Cup this weekend because they've done this uh, domestic double before. They, they, they've won a League Cup and... Um, and, and Premier League before, but but to go one better, that's what this City team is all about. That's what that's what Guardiola is all about. It's it's just accolade after accolade after accolade. And of course, on top of that, you have the um, all, all the stories that are surfacing this week with the uh, with the European ban and the transfer ban and all of that related to Manchester City. It'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with that and how that affects them. So. Maybe they will. Um, maybe it'll be a situation where they are only playing domestic football next season. If that's the case, then they'll be the um, defending champions. Everything that they played for, because I'm not expecting Watford to um, to do much this weekend, and, and and that may come as a surprise to people because Watford get to this FA Cup final this weekend and they have that great story of the 2 nil of being 2-0 down against Wolves and and fighting their way back into this cup and um, the manager's always taking it seriously in 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 a weird in a weird thing that he did throughout the season was that he rested players for the first four rounds and then uh, for the well for rounds 3 and 4 and then and then saw that oh we're in round five. Let we can probably win this, and did what a lot of managers don't do. And he did a, a sort of flip reversal on it, and thought, you know what, our, our our league position in the top half is fairly secure. Let's concentrate on the on the FA Cup and and rest people in the league before our FA Cup games. And it was completely unique and and something that I firmly believe that more managers to do. And the reward is is that this Saturday you're playing Manchester City in the FA Cup final, and they and they deserve to be there. And I really do. Uh, admire and appreciate the um, the way that he's that he's gone about doing that, and uh, it's good to see that that actually did pay off. And uh, and Watford are sitting in this FA Cup final this weekend. Looking at the odds for that, well, of course, Man City are the strong favourites. The ninety-minute odds for Man City is one to four. Uh, they're five to one for the draw, and it's uh, twelve to one on Watford. Uh, I believe Man City are unbackable in terms of lifting this trophy. They're available 1-12 to 12, and Watford are 6-1. If you fancy this game to go to extra time and Man City winning it there, they're 10-1 to 1 in extra time or 28-1 to 1 on penalties. Uh, Watford are 60-1 to 1 in extra time and 28-1 to 1 on penalties also. For me, um, I, I, I just feel that this Man City team are, are so motivated for me it just looks like it's just going to be one more game they, they went on a 14 match not unbeaten streak winning streak they just went out and won 14 games in a row in the league so it will simply approach this as a one-off game uh, and, and almost the 15th game in, in in that run. It's just another English team. It's on a ground that they love. They, they regularly turned up at Wembley and, 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 and turned over Tottenham, although 
Obviously, last time they played Tottenham, it wasn't at Wembley. It was at Tottenham's new ground and uh, they were turned over there. But I, I think that they like playing at this, this stadium and, and, and they'll like this occasion. Like, gone are the days where Man City turn up to a, an FA Cup final, I believe, and get and, and get upset by a, a team like Wigan. I think that's way beyond the past. This team just don't do that. Um, they've won the last... Uh, in these last 14 games, it's been constant with clean sheets and one nils and two nils and... It's just a completely different Man City. All all that stuff that the that the supporters had to endure with typical City this and we do it the hard way that I, I believe that isn't what Pep Guardiola's Man City is. I, I believe that he's found a winning formula and just a different level of of consistency here where they're grinding out results and I don't think this will be a grind. I think it will be a stylistic win. Um possibly not Oh, a, 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 some sort of massacre because I think Watford are too good for that uh, it would be nice to see if something similar to what we saw in the Brighton game it would be good to see what maybe Watford score first and uh, maybe we can have some in-play action on that if you're one of my clients at lockbetting.com we do love the in-play odds there in our, in our WhatsApp group we do love some in-play betting it's been very successful for us in the last six months since we uh, introduced it but I just don't feel that that I just strongly feel that Watford aren't going to get a footing in this game. For me, I think the Man City are probably going to cover a, a minus one handicap here, and that's available at four to five. Um, if you think Watford may be able to win this game or at least have avoided defeat in normal time, they are three to one on the plus one handicap. Um, looking at the other 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 uh, draws in this, uh, results in this game, I did say Man City were the ones for favourite extra time. It didn't go into the other results. It's five to one on the draw, and Watford are the twelve to one underdogs here and of course as I mentioned six to one to lift this trophy but I'm firmly confident that uh, Manchester City make this look relatively easy I'm not unfortunately I'm not expecting an overly exciting FA Cup final on Saturday I'm not expecting a massively competitive game I am expecting Manchester City to to dominate this ball and there's really no way that I see Watford win. If they, if they try and play um, a stylistic form of football, which which Watford are um, which Watford are um, are known for, they are known for uh, being a good footballing side. Then they're going to get destroyed by Manchester City. I, I believe. I mean, they they may be able to score, uh, which brings in your both teams to score bet. Sure, but. If they go and try and play City in a football match, then I believe they're going to get beaten. If they sit in and try and stop Manchester City play, which isn't really the Watford way, which wouldn't be something that they're familiar with as well, as much as um, other sides in the league, such as um, such as Brighton, Cardiff, etc., um, then then I feel that they would get beaten at that as well. That they'd, they'd be they'd be asked to be going out there to and implement uh, a strategy that 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 hasn't been consistent with Watford's type of play throughout the season if all of a sudden the manager turns around to him and says yeah we're going to go ultra defensive and park this bus and try and hit City on the counter then then that would be a complete contrast to what they've done throughout the season so in saying that uh, I, I just don't see a, a route to victory for, for Watford this weekend and uh I personally don't even see a close game, which is why I'm taking the minus one handicap. As I've said, 14 wins in a row. 
utterly, utterly consistent Manchester City, a very, very different Manchester City than than what the supporters are used to. And uh, and anything and anything that that's happened in the past where Manchester City have um, messed up results here and messed up results there and blown this and blown that and, and I understand you can point to uh, the Champions League result and uh, you can look at that and go well that was typical City but it's a VR it's a VAR goal it was a game that they won in the second leg and um, it was based off a bad performance uh, in and they lost it in the home in, in the Tottenham home game um, off the back of a big fixture pile up and I always thought that it was unlikely that this team were going to be that we're going to be able to pull off this quadruple and if one of them was going to go uh, I'm glad it was the Champions League and I always believed that it was always going to be a Champions League because I've never been a uh, a Manchester City backer in the Champions League. I never believed that they deserved that that um, that favoritism tag, especially given the other teams in there. But the funny thing is, is that none of those teams are in that Champions League final. We are looking at a final here between Tottenham and Liverpool, and we will be covering that game uh, on the next podcast I do here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network for for soccer. It will be a double preview of the All English finals, the Europa League final between Arsenal and Chelsea, and the Liverpool and Tottenham at Champions League final where hopefully Tottenham will beat Liverpool and Liverpool will end up with a trophy this season because as you all know I cannot stand the Scousers but thankfully the EPL show season has ended and Liverpool are not the champions as far as we went we had a very very good season our lot record ended up at 44 and 11 and that includes finishing with back-to-back losses uh, last time out we had a very weak uh, pick as a lock we ended up taking uh, Southampton on the final day against Huddersfield unbelievably Huddersfield stitched us up twice. Uh, they ended up finishing their Premier League season unbeaten in their last two, avoiding defeat in the last two games against Manchester United at, at home and, and Southampton away. So that wasn't too good for us. But as I was saying to um, to someone the other day, um, one of my clients, whoever I picked as a lock on that final day, it, it wouldn't have landed. If I took Man United as a minus one, it, it wouldn't have landed. If I took... Um, Man City to nil it wouldn't have landed um, it was just a very bad final day and very difficult to pick anything on it and I, and, and it was and I was always and I was always making that point clear that that could happen on a final day because it's a very odd situation where you have some teams that just simply don't care uh, about their results they have nothing to play for you have the um the dynamic where the the home teams kind of want to try and win again in front of their away support uh, in front of their home supporters because it's the final game but we saw a lot of home teams lose we saw Watford lose we saw Burnley lose we were Leicester foul to win um it was very it's a very very odd final day of the season to, to say the least and um Certainly one which I wouldn't have recommended, which I which I which I which I did recommend not having a lot of money on, and I'm certainly glad that we avoided heavy betting on it. But unfortunately, as I said, didn't finish the season out with a winning lock. But an incredible record to go into next season with 44 and 11, and I'm actually intimidated by the prospect of having to top that next season. 44 and 11 is pretty crazy, and uh, for those of you that are expecting a repeat. Tread very, very carefully with that because that is unbelievable for for me to do that. I, I was quite happy last season with a with a twenty five and thirteen return when we when we were picking thirty eight games. Um, forty four and eleven is a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on me to to live up to. Uh, over on lockbetting.com, 
um, looking at the, the European show. We have two shows left over there. The record for that show is 30-6 and six for the season. The Europa League show currently sits at 13-2. and two. The fight show at the moment is at 20-5, and five, and there is another edition of the fight show available. We'll be covering the fight between Dominique Brazil and Dante Wilder this weekend. It'll be taking place in Brooklyn. The Europa League show, as I said, finished 13-2. The Champions League show was the week one this season, 15-11. and 11. And of course, the EPL show at 44 and 11 other things we do over at lockbetting.com the nba where the record this season is currently at 50 and 18 and the baseball the mlb at the moment we we tread carefully with that we have very very selective plays which is why we've only given out four picks so far this season and we're currently sitting with a record of three and one so that's 75 percent. so everything going very well over at lockbetting.com we will be covering the Rugby World Cup over the summer. We'll be covering the Cricket World Cup over the summer. We'll be covering all of the uh, all of the Grand Slams from the tennis. There'll be the French Open and Wimbledon that will take place before the Premier League season comes back. And right here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, we will be covering the Copper America. So we're not going to leave that out. Last time we did the Copper America, we had massive success. And that will be back right here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So you will be getting your fix of the soccer over the summer. And of course, the the season previews will start around about July and we'll be doing transfer coverage as well. That's it for me. And that is the end of the EPL show for the 2018-2019 season. I hope you all made a lot of money. If you follow the locks alone, you certainly would have done Good luck with the FA Cup this weekend. And I'll be back with the Champions League and the Europa League show in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for listening.